0: all right crazy day in the nba again uh we're on on day three in a row of crazy days and of course we're talking a lot of nba drama today rick carlisle stepped down from the mavs and george the the crazy thing here is that You know, we decided to do these uh, daily lives again, right? We got this our podcast number three. Every day, there's been a whole other story, a new something going on. And then today, if you look at it, after all the drama in the NBA, we had one of the largest uh, blown leads in the history of the NBA last night. Playoff P showed up. Then this morning, there's all this Zion Williamson drama that he's not happy in New Orleans. And then there's Rick Carlisle stepping down after there's Luca drama and the GM stepping down. I mean, like, there's literally, I don't know, it's just been like a whirlwind of things. And I, it, it hasn't slowed down for one moment.
1: Yeah, man. Um, it's like as as soon as we started doing this, all of a sudden it was like, "Hey, man, let's throw them some a new newsbone every single day, right before the show starts, too." <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, all the planning, all the prep doesn't matter. Let's let's talk about <laughs> something new. But man, Rick Carlisle, man, he's been around forever, and I was thinking about that a long, long time. That Sorry, you know, I was, it's
0: very distracted when I put up the stuff on no, the screen. <laughs> I was, no, were you reading it? No, I wasn't reading it. Okay, well, I wanted to say, comment in, guys, because we do answer questions. For those that are watching live on the podcast, obviously, you can't do it because it'd be post-show, but we will read some of these at some point when we're done talking.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking about how, like, Rick Carlisle has been there for such a long time, and the last time I was watching the Mavericks game, I mean, I was just wondering, like, why he... First of all, he looks really sad all the time, and he kind of walks around like, looks like he's moping in the uh, thing, but he's never, you know... I feel like for a guy who's won an NBA championship that's been around them for the organization for so long, I don't recall on a personal level like other coaches like Craig Popovich or Jerry Sloan back in the day with the Jazz. Um, and obviously, he stepped down. He wasn't fired. So I don't know what that really means. But is that a rift between him and Luca? Is that a, you know, hey, why don't you step down because Luca? And uh, there's no future.
0: Like, I wonder what happened here. Because this came out of
1: a little bit out of nowhere, even though there has been trauma in the organization.
0: Yeah. Uh, and like all of our comments on this, it sounds like people are thinking Luca and Rick definitely had issues. And it probably seems like it. Apparently, I guess Rick didn't name Luca in his goodbye letter. I didn't know that. But there's another piece to it. And it's got to be the relationship with Luca. Because I, it almost makes me feel like I don't know. There's certain guys like the Eric Spoelstra's of the world. Um, Like if he never figured out LeBron when LeBron was in Miami, like he would have ended up getting fired, right? If they never That's figured true. out the relationship. Yeah. There's, but there's certain guys like Carlisle, Popovich, um, you know, I mean like even Popovich, right? It's a good example. Him and Kawhi not getting along. It was literally, you know, the Spurs had to keep, Popovich and get rid of Kawhi. I mean, like there's no there was no mending that. And I think that's what's kind of crazy right now in this NBA. It's like there's a lot of like either the coach or the star player situations. And it seems like right. that Zion. Zion's on coach three and th- three years now, right? And I think it's gotta be Luca and Carlisle. And I think the issue that I I might have I might guess is guys like Rick Carlisle, Greg Popovich, a little more of the old school coaches. They don't love this style of basketball today.
1: No, I mean, it's hard. I mean, even the fans, there's not too many people actually. I don't know if you put a truth serum in most people. I don't think most people like this style of basketball in general, not just the coaches, not just the player. The players might like it because they get up a lot of points and a lot of stats. I'm just talking about in an aesthetic standpoint, as a coaching standpoint. I don't know if too many people actually love this style of basketball, and I think you're right. The older generation especially dislikes it more.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right in some ways. I mean, there's because there's parts where, like, you watch a Luca, a Damian Lillard, a Steph Curry, and you love that style and it gets exciting. But watch, look how excited everyone got the other day when Chris Paul hit 11 mid range jumpers, right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone's like, wow, the mid range isn't dead. There is a cool aspect to the game having multiple dynamics. And I think that's what Rick Carlisle might not like. He might not like coaching guys like Luca, who, to be, as much as I love Luca, Luca's like one of my favorite players in the NBA. It's so fun to watch. He might not love watching Luca dribble around, dribble around the James Harden style, the Damian Lillard style, and like, you know, it seems like he doesn't get a run that much of an offense, right? But I I do have a, I do have something to say on like, kind of just this whole coaching thing that's happening, right? Coaches are getting fired or stepping down left and right. Players are unhappy left and right, and I'm just starting to feel like we're moving on too quick with some dudes. Like we're we're coming to conclusions too fast zion in, in new orleans like it's okay it's only been two years like he's not supposed to be an nba yet. like Luca, it's okay it's been two years like it's not i mean lebron it took lebron till 28 years old to win a championship right and i feel like we're just getting really quick like mike moonholzer has to go he's fired because Giannis hasn't won a championship like okay i understand like well, maybe him—that's a different story. I mean, it seems like the, he kind of—he's
1: yes. been there for a long time. But, but I, I
0: know exactly what you mean. You Know what I mean? I mean, they fired Jason Kidd early on in Giannis's career because they couldn't make it far in the playoffs. Like Giannis was eighteen. Like, I God, I forgot that Jason the, Kidd was there. Yeah, and remember, yeah. Giannis really liked Jason Kidd, and he even got fired. Even when the player and the coach like each other, these expectations are just spiraling out of control. I feel like.
1: Yeah, you make a great point. And that's actually kind of when we got to the Zion topic, that's what I was gonna say. Like, oh, Zion's family is not happy because Zion isn't having ten-
0: his family's not happy.
1: I, yeah, what well, his uh, his uncle's not happy that he hasn't in won a championship in two years. And then it made me think of the bigger picture, right? In general, since, since tanking has become a thing has any star actually like been the first overall pick, second overall pick, panned out and stayed in the organization and won a championship or do they all leave after 2 years because they're unhappy because you we haven't won a championship in 2 years like Anthony the Pelicans tank to get Anthony Davis he's gone the Pelicans pay, tank to get Zion he wants he wants out already after 2 years Come on now, this like relax. Like there was something fun. I hate this league at some point, right? Like I love basketball so much. I'm starting to hate this league. Like what happened to the struggle? It's okay to take six years, seven years, as you said. LeBron was 28 when he won his first championship. Like Zion isn't supposed to win a championship in year three or be competing for a championship in year three.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The amount of just it, everything is wrong with everybody, right? Like we had a situation where. We had Terry Stotts for the Blazers, who's been to Western Conference fi- Like, do you know what Damian Lillard and the Blazers should have never even made it to a Final Four in the NBA uh, in a, to a Western Conference mm-hmm. Finals? Like, I'm sorry, I love Damian Lillard, but him and CJ McCollum are not going to win a championship. Whether you fire Terry Stotts or not, and yeah. What are you going to do? What you, really? What are you going to do? Bring in Stan Van Gundy? Oh, that's not going to work. Like, yeah. who,
1: who are you going to bring in? Jason Kidd. He got fired in Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Like, what are you yeah. really? You're right. You're absolutely right. What are they going to do? What are the Blazers going to do to actually win a championship? This is that the are coach.
0: The do? My thing is, in the number two part of all, all of it, all of it, all of it, right? We talk about how they're, they're moving on too fast from coaches. The other side is also like, I, I love Luca. I love Zion, right? I love Damian Lillard. At some point, we're overvaluing coaches to the point where it's like, the coach is not going to change the outcome if the players aren't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, like, Eric Spolstrom might have never won a championship in his entire career if he didn't get LeBron James. But now he's... Regar- like, if Greg Popovich didn't have Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili, do we know that Greg Popovich would be a five-time champ? No. Like, so, on both ends, we're over-assuming that coaches are going to make this huge difference. And then we're also over, like, blaming them that oh, it didn't work in, in one year. Like, all right, well, you know, uh, and the championships hold so much unnecessary value. It'll, it'll be another topic when we get to it, like Doc Rivers. His one championship, because he got Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce, holds all this value despite everywhere he goes collapsing now. So it's like, yeah, where we got to find this equal balance of not blaming just the players and not just blaming these coaches and getting fired after a year. Like Rick Carlisle... I don't know what the reason is. Maybe he actually just wanted to retire. You never know. But if it's because of a beef with Luca or something, like, why are these things happening? (laughs) Like, it's happening way too fast.
1: Yeah. um, Well, very simple, man. Like, well, two things. One, you're right about the holding stock on the NBA championship type of thing. And we saw it in the NFL with, uh, peterson at for the philadelphia eagles he won a super bowl they've been a shit show they fired him like let's move on it's not working anymore pretty simple but the thing is with me is um carlisle like he had since he's won the nba championship the mavericks haven't won one series so we might be overvaluing him as a coach as well so um they've won one series they have not won one playoff series since he's booked, since the NBA championship in 2000-whatever-it-was, 11. That's a, pretty, that's a pretty big stat, actually. I really yeah. didn't realize. Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, I'm kind of lucky because as, as I was going to say that, it popped up on my Twitter as a notification uh, from the score. 2011 NBA champs Dallas Mavericks. Since then, zero playoff series wins. Um, that's pretty. But, that's actually pretty crazy because they, they've been a decent team, so that's actually a pretty crazy stat. Yeah, but number two is, okay, so why does the coach get the blame? Because it's very easy to blame the coach, right? I mean, you got 12, 13 players. You got the GM doesn't want to get fired either. So what's the easiest thing to do is to fire the head coach. Plus, fans aren't like in Portland buying uh, Terry Stott jerseys or Terry Stott blazers. Like, actually, Damian trying. Lillard jerseys. L- yeah, and Damian Lillard jerseys. So, yeah, you're going to fire the coach because it's a scapegoat. You always need a scapegoat when things aren't working to keep the fans engaged, to keep your players happy. So, your players actually be like, oh, yeah, you know, that was a problem with Terry Stoss. Now we'll bring in, uh, I don't know, uh, Mark Jackson, and uh, that'll be a problem too. And then at the end, Damian Lillard will be like, if I played in a different place my
0: whole mm-hmm. career, I would have won an NBA championship. Yeah, say, well, D- not. Damian Lillard will retire with no rings and it'll be because he played in Portland. And well, okay, well, you wanted to stay. And- yeah, even though, even though I
1: love Damian Lillard, like, don't get me yeah. wrong, but not every single player is like built to win NBA championships.
0: Yeah, and that's, and not built to win championships, they're not built to win overnight. And I think that's yeah. kind of been the biggest issue we've been having is, all these young guys are great. Like there's a lot of great young players in the NBA, right? It it takes a good situation for things to work. We see it with, uh, Devin Booker, right? Uh, guys, just a score. He's kind of losing mentality. Not really like, you know, winner instincts. He gets Chris Paul. And now Devin Booker is known as like the Kobe, the next Kobe, like uh, Melba mentality. Right. And he had it all along. He's great, but he couldn't do it by himself. And like, yeah, you, and he was also he's wait, it's like 25 now like he's still what is he 25 26 i don't know like he's still yeah. a baby right and that'll be so
1: well that's a problem now guys are coming into the league at 18 19 years old and like 4 years in you're like all right why haven't you fucking won anything asshole and then it's like oh i'm only 22 can't even yeah. go I, ju- I just got into the bar for the first time then you got 2 years of them struggling cuz they have finally been able to go out clubbing and then they when finally they're done clubbing they're starting ready to
0: win at 24 and they finally get a play. Finally get somebody on their team like Zion. I'm sorry, like he's not supposed to win yet. Like no. And another thing with that, I'm just gonna add to this is just to the Zion stuff because I think well, we we covered the Rick Carlisle uh, yeah. stuff enough. Which by the way, one of the hardest names to to spell. Uh, I I was trying to spell it before our show and it was Car Lizzie Carl Isles like. You know, I really didn't expect it to go the way that it did. I had to actually end our stream and go back because it's car like Lisel, and I never yeah. expected that. I, I would think it'd be like car aisle, like an aisle, but it's not like like car i l e or
1: A-I-S-L-E, like an aisle.
0: Yeah, but it's it's l i. But I know,
1: but it's very confusing. Yeah, it was beyond the point. But hey, question about Zion for you? Well, I was going to say
0: something about Zion. I said, Oh, okay, go ahead. I was going to say the one thing about Zion is that as much as I love Zion, I think he's great in this NBA. He's very Giannis-ish, you know, like Shaq style. I do think, first of all, he's young. We're putting too much blame on coaches right away because like I said, it's just, you know, like he, fine, whatever, it's year two. But he also needs to figure out a jump shot because I. the more I've been watching, the, watching basketball these last five days, and like I know we've been watching basketball my whole life, I've decided that if you don't have a sharp shooter, if your best player is not like a knockdown shooter, you're not winning. And the reason I've felt I'm feeling this way especially now is watching Giannis. They still have a chance, don't get me wrong. Right? This could be proven wrong, but just like Ke- Giannis can't do what Kevin Durant did. Right? And yep. last night you watch the 76ers, they blow this lead. Their best player is Trey Young, who's a sharp shooter, and you have a big man in Embiid. Who, yeah, might be hurt, but still. And then their second best player can't shoot if his life depended on it, and Ben Simmons. And I'm just, I continue to see like these situations where it's like, you know what? There's a reason guys like Devin Booker and Trey Young and Luka and, are doing better than Zion, these young guys. And I think the main reason is not just the coach. Like Stan Van Gundy wasn't the problem. Zion might have had a better roster than some of the, like, than Luka. I mean, like, he had Brandon Ingram and and they had Steven Adams and they had, they had a decent roster. Zion has to figure out a shot. And I think until he does, and I, I feel like we've had the same issue with, with Giannis. He had coaches coming and going because when they're not, it might work long-term with Giannis, don't get me wrong, right? But I think it's hard on the coaches because it's making it look like the coaches are bad when I really think that they just still have stuff to develop in their game that's not quite there yet. Yeah,
1: I I couldn't disagree more unfortunately i because I, I, I don't think
0: say that but the only thing i'll say before you give your point is your fe- theory is wrong until it's proven right and same with my like so far my theory is technically the right one because the shooting's all that's won recently well
1: Shooter. sure maybe recently but that I, you're absolutely wrong i'm uh, sorry to say because we've seen it for we've had watched basketball for so damn long and that's just it didn't, it's not how it works. The problem is you're right. You need to have a secondary option that can shoot
0: <laughs> really well.
1: And I just choked on my own, uh, my on my own words. He's maybe choking, I was wrong. Choking, <laughs> choking on a lies.
0: He's like, <laughs> he's like, Let <laughs> me tell you why you're wrong, and I can't even breathe what I say.
1: Uh, but no, really, what I was gonna say is maybe you need like a one A, one B. Like, let's say Giannis played with a guy who's slightly worse than him, but Giannis is the best player. But at the end of the game, you can close with him. Shaq Kobe's situation, right? Because they didn't call on Shaq to close the, at the end of the first two Lakers, three Lakers titles, but Shaq was the best player. So I, in a way, I do agree with your theory, but at the same time, I disagree with it because I think you need – let's say Zion never gets a jump shot or L- Giannis never gets a jump shot, but they play with someone – Slightly not as competent as them. Let's say Giannis is the first best best player in the league, and he plays with a guy who's the sixth best player in the league. Giannis is better, okay. and but that guy is, can
0: shoot some jumpers. You're gonna you can win championships. Okay, that but that's okay. I agree, obviously. But once again, the theory has been proven. Like I feel like wh- what I'm saying is obviously the right theory right now because that hasn't happened, and I don't know if it's possible. I don't know. It's, we've it's seen sounds, it for
1: years though we've seen it for 25 no, we've seen it for the last
0: 50 not, years not, in nba basketball okay, and this is where you're you're thinking way off here we're not basketball's not the same as it was 50 years ago it's the problem i mean like if we go outside of a uh, like i'm talking about basketball today right i mean there's a big difference between basketball all time and basketball today and that's where i think we're getting things a little mixed up with guys like giannis and and guys like zion That's where I feel like we're we're seeing them wrong a little bit. Is basketball is even different than when Shaq and Kobe won championships? So I just don't know if you know. I I think the theory will be proven if if Giannis or Zion win as the best player, your theory will be proven right. That yeah, over fifty years, look, the cycle always continues. But until then, I'm just seeing it as a situation that like since Steph Curry started winning championships, even guys like LeBron had to figure out his jumper, right? And right, have to get but- guys like Dwayne Wade, and remember, these are this is why I'm saying it's really hard. Yes, for Giannis to win, I agree, he has to get a shooter with him, but it's not that easy for a guy like Giannis to just end up playing with Damian Lillard. Like that's yeah, I okay, mean, those are super teams. <laughs>
1: I guess, but I mean, we see, I mean, it's only been five years, right? We saw the five, six years. We saw the Spurs do it without having a a crazy shooter. I don't know if you want to say Duncan was, there was really no best player on that Spurs team who won their last championship. And then you go five, six years, right? Since the Spurs won the NBA championship 2015. Oh, I thought you said
0: Giannis' career has been five
1: years. I was like, yeah, no, no. For- he's been, he, he, no. he's been, I know, he's been in the league for a really long time. Yeah, I just, I, I disagree with you. It's all good. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm 100% sure we'll see another time in the history of basketball where a player who can't shoot wins the NBA championship as the best player.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been. Seven years since the Spurs' Seven. championship in 2014. Is it 2014 or 20? I mean, it doesn't really matter. But my, my question for you, though, like in the grand but scheme I, of things I will is- say something about that is they, they did win that last championship with a guy named Kawhi Leonard who can knock down jumpers. And that's where I always think, you're right. You're going to have to have a complimentary guy for Giannis. But like I said, it his him alone, he's not going to be a LeBron. He's not gonna figure
1: not, out by himself. He's not gonna become a shooter all of a sudden. So yeah. like, I'm kind of tired of everyone waiting for him to become a shooter or waiting for Zion to become a shooter because they're not gonna become shooters. This is not gonna happen. They're not gonna become three point shooters. It's not gonna happen. It's not their game. So you're gonna have to find value and build a team correctly around them. And I think that's where people get get it wrong because Giannis is sitting there like pulling up for threes, and you're like, uh, what? Why? I mean, you're building him around Drew Holiday, who's not the world's greatest shooter, Chris Middleton, who's a nice piece. Like the team around him is just also built wrong.
0: Yeah. Yes. And uh, it built wrong for him, I guess, but it's a good one for him. For for him. For him. Yeah. Because Uh, LeBron on that roster would probably thrive. Like with a Middleton and a Holiday, good point guard. Like LeBron would love that roster.
1: Sure, absolutely. But my main question for you is. Where what borough of Manhattan, Manhattan is Zion Williamson gonna buy his penthouse? He's not playing for the Knicks. I'm sorry to tell you. I think he's gonna be the first star to play for the Knicks. Look, him and RJ Barrett play that Duke. They love each other. I think I, I Zion Williamson will one day that'd be so cool. I just I really want to see someone fun play for the New York Knicks. And I think Zion's so much fun. So where? Is it Chelsea? Is it near Wall Street? Is it near Madison Square? Where's the penthouse he buys?
0: Uh, I don't think he's a penthouse kind of guy. I think he'd be like a go out to the burbs type of guy.
1: That's a far drive every single day. He still needs a penthouse for like game days, right? So you have to avoid traffic.
0: I don't. I don't know if that's true. You actually, you don't know if that's true either. I have no idea if every player on the Knicks has an apartment or if some of them actually live in the burbs. Actually, even guys like fucking JJ Redick lived in Brooklyn while playing for Philly. So I think you can live wherever you want as an NBA player. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Brooklyn and Philly are not that far. It's only an hour train. So Okay. It, but... That's my point. You just said you no, have I to know. have an apartment.
1: I was like, no, no, you don't. For my social media lifestyle,
0: for things I like to talk about, I need Zion to have a penthouse. Sure. Well, I, I let's talk about him on the Knicks. I, I think you're right. If there's any star that's going to go to New York, it's going to be Zion Williamson. And that's because I think he... I think even though he's so quiet and calm and collected, I think he does care about... like being a star he More has charisma
1: you know. he's like charismatic right like in a quiet way and i think those are the best stars in new york actually I mean, look at Derek jeter like how many big Derek jeter quotes do you have if there's something about him that he cared about being a star he'd be like the, i i would love to see his eye on there but um i guess we're probably far away from that still i mean i, I don't I think like at minimum, he's gonna sign the supermax extension. They all do, then, then they sign it, then they ask for a trade.
0: Yeah, that's true, but we'll see. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's Luca for all we know, but I think Luca well, stays in Dallas. But how about you know. Luca, Luca and Zion in New York? I'm gonna tell you right now that that's not <laughs> happening because all we did for the last five years is like, what about LeBron and Durant in New York? What about Durant and Lillard? What about? and zero we got, and we got Julius Randle and Derrick Derek Rose. Rose. yeah and, and RJ Barrett Kevin uh, Knox RJ Barrett that's what we got
1: Madison Square Garden
0: um well I do want to mention just something from yesterday is mm-hmm. uh Doc Rivers and the Philadelphia 76ers because um I guess like what what the fuck's going on like how do you blow a what was it 27 point lead 26 point lead and I'm trying to pull up this stat that I had I don't know if you have
1: it oh there you go Sammy another blown lead for Doc Rivers right in the last two postseasons, here are the largest leads given up by head coaches Doc Rivers 26, Doc Rivers 21, Doc Rivers 19 Rick Car spelled Car 19 and Doc Rivers 18 so a lot of Doc Rivers Blows leads. He loves to blow some leads, man. And he's the only coach to blow multiple 3-1 leads in NBA history. Um, But he's a guy who you said earlier in the podcast, living off that NBA championship years ago. And now thinking back at it, like – Chris Paul must be thrilled not to be being coached under Doc Rivers anymore and having a competent head coach in Monty Williams. Like, like in general, this is it's it's ridiculous. Like it was funny. I, I was we were watching that game. We were texting a friend, and I was like, "He's like, oh, this game's over." And I said, "Well, it is, unless your coach is Doc Rivers, then no game is over." I and mean, I, I was kind of joking because I thought it was over. I wasn't paying much attention to him, and all of a sudden, it's a five point game, and you're in an Uber texting me, like, "Is it really a five point game right now?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah."
0: Yeah, it, uh, it's kind of ridiculous, actually. Uh, it's ridiculous. I've never seen a... Oh, sorry. I just saw a tweet about Luca and, and... Yeah, I, I, I did tension. too. Simmering tension. I'm so tired of these tensions. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty remarkable how they blew that lead. I mean, it was not a game the entire game. I mean, it was like a 10 to 15 to 20 point game all the way till the fourth. And... I guess for me, there's two parts to this. One is the Doc Rivers, Philadelphia. Ben Simmons and Embiid are not going to win a championship together. Probably, like it's just not like you I said. Don't see like it a, happening with a big man, with a big man like Embiid. What you're going to need is a shooter, not a Ben Simmons who you can just drive to the hole as well. He Joel Embiid's a big man. He's going to clog the lane for you and bring in defenders. If you can't dish out to your second best player, I don't think it's going to work. And I agree. Uh, there's that part to this whole story, and like, like I said, Doc Rivers overrated. He won one championship, so now everyone gives him a job. Like, you know, everyone thinks, like, to be honest, he underachieved with Kawhi and Paul George. He underachieved with Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. He's underachieved in Philly already. I mean, if they lose this series, he's major. They if they lose to the Atlanta Hawks, I didn't in their even first know first playoff run. Yeah, I didn't even know if the Hawks were going to make the playoffs this year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, You know, uh, do you want to hear something even crazier? In the second half of the game, two, two, Sammy, Philadelphia 76ers made
0: a field goal. That's it? Who is it? Embiid, Embiid? and Curry. Yeah, Curry's been like the second best player on this team, to be honest. Those on. are the
1: only guys who made a shot in the second half. <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, the team's bad. But, I mean, John Embiid zero, had zero field goals game four, was it? Or game three? Games-
1: He's also playing on a torn meniscus, which doesn't sound fun. I'm not trying to give him excuses, but I mean, at least he's playing through injury. I mean, you got to give him some credit there. But the team is—I mean, I still have hope that they win the series for them. I, I'm—I am rooting for Atlanta now because I think it's hilarious that Doc Rivers finds himself in all these over and over again. But I heard he's really good at golf, and he spends more time golfing than coaching, so that's good for him. Um, in general, man, it's just funny. Like, I here's my problem, Sammy. I hate. They do it in the NFL, too, and now they're doing it in the NBA, the, the recycling of coaches, right? Like, we see Terry Stotts didn't win an NBA championship. That doesn't mean the Dallas Mavericks need to go hire Terry Stotts. Doc Rivers gets fired from L.A. Philadelphia is ready to swoop him up the next day. I'm tired of, like, these coaches getting fired and then being rehired somewhere else, like, automatically. Like, obviously, these some of these guys are not that great of head coaches
0: or GMs too. I mean, like you, you look at what the Phoenix Suns did. Actually, it's quite impressive is they gave Monty Williams a job at coach, um, who he was a coach in the past. Didn't really work out much, but that was more personal issues. I think it's a step then, you know, he, then he went through a lot, blah, 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 but they gave a guy instead of recycling a coach for the suns, they went for an assistant coach. That's highly regarded something different a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they got James Jones as a GM, which sounded crazy, right? Like why see the GM because he played with LeBron for many years and well yeah, a, but still, yeah but still it was a good choice <laughs> it was a, that's my point is like they tried something different Philadelphia you're right Philadelphia this year said oh the Rockets who just kind of collapsed Daryl Morey great GM let's hire him oh Doc Rivers you just blew a blew a three one lead with the Clippers perfect hire let's get him. And you brought in a GM who I think Daryl Morey deserves jobs. I mean, he he did a good job in Houston. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they almost they almost they're the closest team that even sniffed a chance to beat the Warriors. But still it's recycling people, right? There's like, yeah. oh, we'll go hire this guy who just lost his job and we'll hire this guy who just lost his job. And like you said, why not try something different? Yeah, that's
1: all I'm saying. That That's really my point. Try something different. Sometimes it reaps some high benefits. The Warriors tried something different with Steve Kerr. That ended up in NBA championships. The Chicago Bulls tried something different with Phil Jackson. That ended up with an NBA dynasty. The Heat with Eric Spoelstra tried something different. That one thing's Greg Popovich was someone different. They had a lot of a ton of success. Like I feel like whenever people go out of a box and try something a little bit different, it seems like it has reaped some pretty high benefits in the NBA. Now I'm sure someone can point out times where it really failed, disasters, like a disaster, right? But that's fine too because you can try something different and if it doesn't work, move on. But when you see the same thing not working over, and over again, and you keep hiring the same guys, that's where you're like, mm, why don't you like think outside the box a little bit?
0: Yeah, just uh, no more recycling. It's pretty simple. Well, recycle, recycle, recycle in life, but not with your head coaches or do it sparingly because some of them work, obviously. Oh yeah, totally. Like, it's just, it's like Stan Van Gundy, as much as I like, think he's kind of funny. Like he doesn't need another job. I was thinking about that today. So Stan
1: or last night after our podcast, I was like, oh, I wish I said this. Stan Van Gundy now, Sammy went to the Miami heat, got fired, got replaced by Pat Riley, who immediately won an NBA championship, went to Orlando Made he did a good job, got fired, went to uh, Detroit, got fired. Then now in, uh, um, in New Orleans, got fired. He's been in four places. The guy's not going to win an NBA championship. Let's move on.
0: Although he did do a great job with Orlando. Like I said, they made it he to did. the finals with Dwight Howard and fucking Richard Lewis and Hito Turkoglu. So that was pretty impressive. But like you said, ever since then, he's been given GM duties at some places and been given like in Detroit. They gave him the whole house basically. And, You know, it didn't work. And, you know, as much as a guy like Dwayne Casey is another example, right? Like he won coach of the year with Toronto so many times. Like he's so great. The minute he left, they traded some players, got rid of him. They win a championship. Oh, that was another guy, Nick Nurse, thinking outside the box. They fired
1: the, like, you're right. They fired the coach of the year to hire Nick Nurse and they won the championship. They reaped the benefits of getting outside the box a little bit. And that's why it's crazy. Like, sorry, last thing I want to say. If the Mets win the championship this year, which, you know, it's a huge possibility. we I think that makes it what we were saying. Four, five out of the last six coaches, six out of the last seven coaches being first-year head coaches winning an NBA championship. Steve Nash outside the box.
0: Yeah, he's outside the box a little bit. I mean, it's pretty a cliche. <laughs> now it's becoming cliche to just hire a former player. But you know what? Maybe, maybe as much as I respect people that make it up the coaching ranks, Maybe it's, there's a lot of guys that that's a smart move is just go mm-hmm. hire a former really smart player like now maybe the Tottenham Hotspur should hire him as their manager since
1: he's the bit like most well known fan of him. Yeah, that' fair. George's hat slipping <laughs> a Tottenham Hotspur. Come yeah, I'm wearing a Tottenham Hotspur hat right, as we speak, and we still have no manager. So still don't. Still don't. The, the another guy uh, talks broke down with the guy we we're supposed to point today. So. Back, back to
0: square one yeah exciting um well oh i think i do want to mention right. something about Devin booker really quick though okay last thing i'll say is remember the guy who fucking beat the hell out of that dude yep devin booker obviously like reached out he's he gifted him uh a jersey and tickets to the conference finals game i heard about and- that And then on Instagram, Richard Jefferson was like, I feel like this might set a bad precedent and dot, dot, dot. And Devin Booker responded to Richard Jefferson just saying,
1: aww. (laughs) uh uh, by the way i tweeted about this the other day and people i got a lot of pushback you know that one like meme where like there's one of jose marino taking off his headphones and then i put a picture of uh clay thompson's ear bleeding and then like someone else like listening to a garbage can and i was like richard jefferson on broadcast i i think highly overrated i like him a lot on podcasts i think he's really entertaining do not like him on broadcast i think his uh he yeah. tries too hard I, to be funny. I, I, I like him on bad. Take. I like him on bad. Take. I, that's, it's my take, and a lot of people agreed with me, but I just like him. I no, do they like didn't.
0: him on no, podcast. I read the tweet. No, they didn't. Most people disagreed with you. And he was trending on Twitter for people. He was trending. I went to the trending hashtag, and it was about why, how we should have more Richard Jefferson on ESPN, was the majority.
1: Yeah, because oh, he, he does not do much for me personally, but I like him on podcast. I think
0: he's very entertaining on podcast. He is entertaining on podcasts. I just want to make sure that you know. Don't be delusional. Don't be delusional. They obviously, most people were saying how much they would want more. No. Richard, well,
1: I'm not going to change my mind because I don't enjoy him. I don't. A I lot didn't of people like. That. I
0: didn't say that. I, I just love. You when, know what, Sammy? A lot of that. people. No, you know, I love when that. somebody says because they like their point. They say a lot of people agreed with me. Well, yeah, but the majority, you know, like, the majority were I'm, saying that they want more. Majority of people
1: disagreed with me, but still can be. mean, a lot of people agreed with me. <laughs> I know that, and, but you're and, and, the, and the point so is here, Sammy. Most, m- most people like shitty movies, but the real, real movie critics and the people who really know what the art that they're trying to consume don't like the shitty movies. Not saying that Richard Jefferson is shitty, I just think he's a little overrated.
0: <laughs> Awful example. Um, I know if you were a head coach, if you were a coach, George. Which job would you want to take? Dallas, New Orleans, Boston, or Portland? Uh, probably New Orleans. Uh, actually, I don't
1: know. Dallas, Luca. I think that's the best one.
0: I might go with Boston.
1: Yeah, that market's a lot really tough, and they get
0: mad at their coaches really easily. I don't. I don't want to be there. Got a lot of young players. True. Um, all right. Well, much love uh nba is going nuts we'll see if we have a anything crazy tonight we got brooklyn and uh brooklyn and uh milwaukee could be end of the series or could be a game seven and that would be exciting
1: that would be great and uh most likely we're not on tomorrow for all listening but
0: if something crazy happens obviously we'll jump on yeah you'll see us if something nuts happens which if it was like these last couple days you probably would see us so yeah exactly (laughs) Anywho, uh, find us everywhere at podthat, P-O-D, that, that, and uh, thesportsontap.com. And, uh, George, you know what they say. This is the Sports on Tap. And this is the Internet's Pub. Cheers. Cheers.